Welcome back to the 83rd episode of the Fantasy Football Surgery Podcast. Now you may notice that these aren't the dulcet tones of Bully. Instead, for one week only, you've got the pleasure of having me, big time Charlie Parker, hosting you again. Big time. Unfortunately, Bullard is now lost to us. He got married and he's on his honeymoon, so we may never see him again. Lost in Disneyland. What a shame. (laughs) Anyway, without further ado, let's crack on with the podcast. Uh, Welcome everyone back after what has been a very, very busy fixture period. As I said, I'm hosting today. Uh, We've also got a very special guest with us today again. He's been with us on before. Welcome him back. The YouTube sensation, JNO. Oh, sensation. I've not had that. I said, I've had star, I've had all sorts, but not sensation. You, I like that. You are a uh, sensation. It's to be back. You're a sensation. Well, thank you. Thank you. No, I, I noticed you didn't have me on while my ranking was uh, terrible, though. Just, <laughs> just saying. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting for you to get better before I invited you back on. Oh, okay. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not stupid, mate. Come on. <laughs> That's you're in a purple fun. patch, so we thought we'd bring you back on just for this small purple patch you're in at the moment, mate. Yeah. And then you brought me back after the double game week, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> nice. um, also with us is the Iceman, Mr. Frost. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, good. Thanks, Charlie. Nice to have you back on the pod. Veteran surgeon. Oh, I can't remember when you last came on now. I just, God, it must have been... Was it last year at some point? Or was it this season? I think it might. I d- yeah, it was this season. I think it was a special episode. Was it the fiftieth or something? Or oh yeah, yeah, it might have been. I think, been, I think it was a special one we came back for. Um, yeah, I was trying to get them all back, but we could only get you. You're the only one that actually wanted to come back on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like trying to get the Avengers back together, yeah. possible. Yeah, right. So, JNO, how have you been getting on since you were last on the pod? When was I last on the pod? I think it was game week one or two. I think I was last on the pod. I'll I'll have a look, actually. It was, um, I think it was, bear with me, Jano, Jano, game week two. Yeah, you're on. Game week two. So it was before game week two. Yeah. So at the time, I was 94,897, so I was doing well. Then you obviously noticed that I was dropping. (laughs) Because by game week five, I was 1.7. But since then, I've slowly climbed my way back up to about uh, fifty six thousand. So, I, I've had a very good run from about game week fifteen of a lot of green arrows, a couple of reds mixed in there. Uh, but then yeah. double game week happened, so I've dropped a little what, bit. And what happened I in the was, double game week? Oh, I, I did what a lot of people did and uh, triple captain Kane. Oh, you and, took that chip, yeah. did you? Oh. Yeah, I used the chip. I thought, is there going to be a player in his form with those fixtures again in the season? And I thought unlikely. And uh, then, of course, he, he did go to the game against Swansea and then sat on the bench for most of it. Yeah. And then Deli Ali manages to not even score first time. So I lost the assist yeah, that came that assist, yeah, from that as well. Yeah. So, very, very I mean, hard. the other players I brought in, Son, Arnautovic, uh, Masawaka. I didn't actually like West Ham's defence after they uh, conceded free, to- uh, free against two teams. I think it was Bournemouth and Newcastle. But I thought, you know what, they might get one clean sheet. Uh, didn't happen. So, no. yeah, wasn't the best, but I am still in the F- FPL Cup, so I'm happy about that. You're still yeah. in that? How the hell yeah. are you still in that? Well, like, everyone goes out of my, that. My good run came at a good time where I beat most of the teams I played, and then double game week I got 
48 points and my opponent got 44 so oh, nice. still in it i'm hoping for that that prize and get that trip to a premier league game yeah good, good luck Strong. yeah i mean it was interesting on Altovich, i thought god he did very well in the first game didn't he and then no one thought he was going to be injured and then suddenly he wasn't even in the squad for the second game yep that was very frustrating. Yeah, some sort of hamstring injury, wasn't it? Yeah. He's, he's meant to be back for the next game, though. So, although I'll be doubting that he'll be starting, that's the problem. I mean, like we've, I've got him as well. So it's like you're looking at it in a kind of do we get rid of him or do you just hope he's playing Huddersfield? So well, you're thinking big points there if he plays. But I think the major issue is Carroll came in and did well, which isn't ideal for our Natovich owners because he was playing where Carroll would play. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's an interesting one. I suppose they, at least they've got another week until the next game week, so that might help a little bit with yeah. the recovery, but Hopefully. I guess we'll see. Um, thanks, Jano. So, um, Iceman, how have you got on over Christmas and then the last game week also? Yeah, over Christmas, it's not going too bad for me. I'm, I'm up at uh, 17k overall, so doing all right. I stacked up on the old double game week players, and it did benefit me in the end. I brought in Son, Vertonghen, Arnautovic, already had a Bonner, Ogbonna, and Kane, so hit 57 with a minus four, so yeah, not too bad. So I'm quite, I'm quite happy with 17,000 overall. Nice, very good, Iceman. I notice you're doing very well at the moment. Just You just keep extending that lead whenever I look at your score. Just keep getting further and further away from me. It's very frustrating. Yeah, I'm loving our little mini league at the moment. How far am I ahead of second spot? I've got the beard down in uh, second, and I think he's yeah. uh, he's 41 points behind me, so trying to keep extending it. Yeah, you're doing very well, mate. Um, so good, good from Jim. Um, How do you get Iceman, even? I've been doing okay. I... I'm 400,000 at the moment. I had a poor start, but I'm building at the moment. I had a couple of unlucky things. Young, uh, Ashley Young and Norton getting suspended for both being ourselves, basically, uh, and <laughs> elbowing people. Um, and then Salah, obviously, as well. But I bought an Ali who did well. But yeah, I, I'm just kind of... My big debate at the moment is wild card and do I need to play it yet or do I try and hold on to the end of the window when there might be a bit more movement between teams. That's my big conundrum for me at the moment. Yeah, I think... Old aren't playing, that's the big problem. Elliot and Spironi. Yeah, it is a discussion point, that. I think we've got a question on that at the end of the pod in the Twitter section, which we can discuss. Just to give the listeners a bit of background, just in case you don't know big-time Charlie Parker, as I mentioned, he is a veteran surgeon who joined us at the very start, and in that particular league, he finished 335 overall, so he has got some pedigree behind what he says, so you should be uh, you should be listening to what he says. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome, man. <laughs> okay, then. Um, so all wrapped up with that and how we've got on the last couple of weeks so if we now move on to the mini league i know traditionally when i used to do this i wasn't particularly good at mentioning names so i do apologize for anyone um that i mispronounce so in 10th place with smash we've got wench and shoes then in ninth with tom reed is Salah gadaloo eight is insane in de bruyne is um Eindvind van valder hawk nice uh, seventh is a b c d e FC, very strong. Good Andrew name. Duckworth, nice, nice name. Uh, sixth is Colum Darmody. It's uh, People's Front of Judeus. Strong, I like that. J. Eggersdorf has got Costa del Cookie. Salah Leland is Chaz Phillips. Third is Stevie Sunshine with Cruise Control. Nice, simple but effective, that one. Yeah, easy. Number two, uh, Joe Stone is Fur Fuchs Ake 
Are you bl- blind? Nice. <laughs> uh, and in first is the Lana Land, who is Damir Tanay. Yeah. So, congratulations. Damir Tanay, he was first overall for ages, and he's now dropped Ooh. down to uh, 40th. I mean, still going strong, obviously, he's, he's up in the yeah. top 40, but uh, he's, uh, he has dropped recently. It's unfortunate for him. We are getting him on the podcast soon, so we'll be interested to see oh. uh, what how that's happened and what he's done, etc. Yeah. Just having a quick look at his team, he's got um, the Huddersfield striker, is it? Colin Cunha. He's got Kwana, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, very cheap. Could enable for the rest of the squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I just Isn't shout it? out uh, Jay Eggersdorf as well? He's a fellow YouTuber, so I thought I'd show him yeah. some uh, love there. Love. Okay, brilliant. Thanks for that, guys. So moving on um, from the Mini League, I just thought I would mention Patreon. If you want to contribute, it's patreon.com forward slash fantasy football surgery. Big shout out and thank you to the, the latest people who have contributed. It was Ian Houghton of FPL Hortz, John Eric Tornstein and Mahash Jigastan. Thank you very much, guys. I uh, really appreciate your support with this. So, moving on now, let's run through the fixtures for the next game week. First fixture we'll go through is Chelsea versus Leicester. Uh, Jano, do you want to go first on this? Yeah, I can do. Um, Chelsea versus Leicester, interesting one because when I look at Leicester as a team, usually they don't keep a clean sheet which is promising, but the issue with the Chelsea side, in my book, is they've been very, very inconsistent. The one that has been consistent recently is Alonso, uh, who seems to pop up with a goal every now and again, as well as a uh, Chelsea clean sheet, which, of course, piles up the points. And right now, Alonso is flying as an asset with three goals in the last six, which puts him above quite a few high-class names in the league. Uh, and level with players like Sanchez and Son in the last six. So Alonso looks a decent shout, although whether he can get a clean sheet against Leicester, who do have a habit of scoring no matter who they're playing at the moment, is questionable. But with Mares rumoured to be going to Liverpool, maybe things are being a bit unsettled there. If I was to go with any players in this game, if I was transferring anyone in, if you've been looking at Alonso for a while, I don't think Chelsea's fixtures are too bad coming up. Uh, with like Leicester, Brighton, Bournemouth. I know that's the next three. So Alonso could be a decent shout moving forward if you haven't already got him in. And if you have got him in, I would definitely keep him. And other than that, with Mares maybe leaving, maybe not, I might stay clear because you've got to be careful with the transfer window of who you do bring in uh, when you make your transfers. He is rising in price as well, Alonso. He's the most transferred in defender yeah. this week. The bandwagon has well and truly kicked off on that one. I know there was a few people that actually had him at the start of the season and he didn't quite perform to that level which you were wanting him to. But now that <clears> Chelsea are actually keeping clean sheets, they've got some good fixtures coming up. You know that he's always got that goal for it. He's practically playing as a striker against Arsenal. He always scores against Arsenal. The goal was just well so taken. But, yeah. he's, he's just always got that in him. And obviously he's on free kicks as well. You, you can't say enough about him he's just a really good asset to have but it's just that that price at 7.3 like you say he is kind of matching maybe say the strikers at around that price range I do really want to bring him into my team it's just kind of fitting him in and working it around I've, I've kind of got the money but I kind of want to save the transfer this week just in case for next week 
Have you seen his points tally in the last six weeks? He's gone 6, 14, 6, 14, 6, 7. So that's 43 points in six game weeks. Yeah, I saw those goals he scored. He scored every it's other Goals week. and clean sheets, isn't he? Yeah. And then he gets the three bonus points as well. So, look, yeah. I think you're absolutely right. I think the real obvious choice in this fixture is Alonso. I haven't got him in yet. I want to get him in, but I guess the question is, is do you think he's as valuable as a 7.3 million midfielder? And if someone was scoring this well in midfield, you'd want him in, wouldn't you? That's the thing. I mean, he's yeah. got 123 points. So, I mean, he's up there. He'd be third or fourth highest midfielder. Yeah. Um, he's a second highest scoring striker. So, like, I guess when you're looking at value per point for, for per million price kind of thing, then he's got to be right up there, isn't he, at the moment? Yeah. I, I mean, who's better at the way. moment? Because, like, Lingard and... Arnautovic are probably the only ones in that kind of price range in midfield yep. that are kind of doing the same sort of returns as him. So if you can get it in in your team, Alonso, yeah, it's just getting that cash together if you've already spent all your budget. It's a big hit in it for a defender, seven point three. That's why I transferred him out, and I'm regretting it. Yeah, <laughs> guess when I transferred out before he started scoring. Oh, really? Oh, god! Is that to make money up? That's what people use it for, isn't it? If they've got him, yeah. they, they want to transfer him out to make money elsewhere so they can afford other players. Yeah, if he's not returning, it's just painful looking at that much money on your mm. in your defence. Yeah, it is hard. If we're going to Leicester now, it's Mares. It's it's a tough one with him because he's in such good form and he scored a few over the Christmas period. He is actually the second most transferred in for mid- midfielders this week. And if he is staying at Leicester, seven goals, ten assists, that's a goal contribution every 160 minutes. That's over a goal or assist every other game. So that is good numbers for him. I mean, like he is at that price range, which is difficult. But he's actually made as many goal contributions now as he did for the whole of last season. So he looks like he's back in the form the season before last. It's just worming him into your team. Team and Leicester's fixtures they're not anything majorly special I know they, they do look partly green but they've got Chelsea, Watford still not an easy fixture against Watford then they've got Everton Swansea, there's your easy fixture then they've got City so it is difficult to fit him in, I mean like at 8.6 he is uh, he's owned by 11% at the moment so quite a high number um, but he has been yeah, second most transferred in I'd, I'd question, as you said, his fixtures. You go Chelsea away, difficult. Watford, whatever. Everton away, they've kind of shut up shop now uh, since Allardyce has come in. So, again, that becomes a more difficult fixture. Man City away. So, as Jano said, with that potential transfer looming, will his form drop off because of that? And w- will he get transferred at some point in? And then he doesn't start straight away when he does a sub and stuff. So, it's certainly one to, to keep an eye on. But for me, I wouldn't be probably bringing him in at the moment. But. Yeah. That's a personal choice. I mean, I do like all Brighton as a cheaper option, though. But I know yeah. that is just after a decent score. But he he has the quality of delivery out wide. That especially yeah. if maybe not Vardy as much, but someone like Slomani and Okazaki can really feed off of that. And Maguire when he does get forward, uh, I don't yeah. think I've seen Vardy get onto the end of all Brighton crosses that often. But all Brighton definitely has a quality of delivery for the price he's at if you are looking for a cheap enabler somewhere. Yeah, he slowly if does. If you fancy trick- the fixtures. He slowly does trickle him in, doesn't he? Like he's been doing it the last few game weeks, actually four, eight, two, and then the thirteen. And he's he plays more or less ninety minutes every game. I can see him as a good option. It just depends if you if you need that option. He's five point five at the moment. Gray seems to have died a death. Really, he's blanked. He he was a bit of a bandwagon at the time. He scored a couple of good points, and he's blanked the last one, two, three, four, six game weeks. So he doesn't look a very good option anymore. But um, on Leicester. It, <sighs> 
For me, it's difficult to bring in many of their players. I mean, if you're looking at anyone else, it's got to be Maguire at the back, uh, 5.4. He's always got that attacking threat and uh, they can keep a clean sheet or two. But just, I'm not very keen on these fixtures, so not for me. No, yeah, ditto. Anyway, so we might as well move on from that fixture. Let's go to Crystal Palace versus Burnley. Iceman, you've been talking. Let's go to JNO again. Okay, so I'll always, always shout the praises of Wilfred Zaha. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just, I have to. I'm thinking of writing a third book, complete the trilogy. <laughs> I mean, the thing with Burnley is they're always capable of keeping a clean sheet. They don't do it away as much as they do at home. With Palace, there is literally, for me, only really Zaha and Townsend to look at. I know MacArthur has turned up with some points recently, as did the player I can't say the name of, so I'm not going to try, but the midfielder that takes penalties. Crystal Palace are a side I'm keeping my eye on, but there's no one in that team that I feel like I need to bring in right now to compete and to climb up the rankings. Uh, Burnley, whilst they do score goals, they kind of spread around. I really only look at their defence and their goalkeeper. Nick Pope, who I used to get the name wrong for on stream all the time, and used to get taken a mick out of. Has what did been, you say? Uh, I forgot what his name was. I called him something else, maybe Sean Pope or <laughs> Sean something. Pope, yeah. Just could not get his name right <laughs> for ages. Uh, and then Ben Mee, they've both been getting points from me regularly, uh, both cheap price when I got him in at 4.5. So Pope has literally been as good as Tom Heaton would have been pretty much. Although Tom Heaton is coming back, so I wouldn't necessarily suggest anyone to bring Pope in right now with Heaton's return imminent. Yeah, see, I, yeah, I, I think the, I mean, like you're, you're always going to the uh, Burnley defence, but I actually haven't got any of them at the moment because they've all steeped up in price just that bit too much for me. Although in, a, in about four game weeks' time, they do look promising because they've got a nice garden of green. So I'll probably be looking at them then. But they ha- they have got Man United and Man City in the next four. So at the moment, I'm not actually going to bring any of them in. But I definitely wouldn't transfer any of them out. But uh, going back to Crystal Palace, there isn't anyone there which actually shines for me at the moment, even including Zaha. I can't see anyone which I can, How dare you? Which I can bank on. Like, yeah, and they've got Burnley and Arsenal next, then they've got West Ham, Newcastle, then it's really ugly for them for a bit. I think it's more like game week 33, you're going to be looking at them a bit more. But at the moment, I'm, I'm going to kind of steer away from them. Yeah, fair. I, I mean, I agree with that. I think... Townsend I like he's cheaper than Zaha because Zaha's 6.9 I think Townsend's 5.6 so for me a Palace midfielder would be probably a, a fourth or fifth choice midfielder so yeah Townsend would be the one that I'd be tempted by and Roy Hodgson did well with him when he was at England and stuff so yeah. he's probably the only one out of, out of Palace you're right there Burnley yeah I think their fixtures aren't aren't pretty the one I'd be looking at that you can probably get cheaper soon would be probably Stephen Ward because he's been out for so long True, his yeah. price has dropped. He was up at like five point what uh, 5.2. He's now down at 4.8. So, hey, look, after f- in three or four game weeks' time when their fixtures get a bit bit nice and the grass of green comes, then maybe uh, Stephen Ward might be one to look for. But, yeah, at the moment, I agree with you. Yeah, probably stick for these teams at the moment. Good shout, yeah. I'm just going to quickly move us back to the Chelsea game because I was going to have a quick word on Morata and Hazard, really, because you know they're two big players which a lot of people have had in their teams at some point, I'm sure, and Morata seems to have gone off the boil against Arsenal. He just 
probably low on confidence at the moment. I think he's trying to match Shamak's stats when he was at Arsenal or something. But um, I think if you're moving away from him, you're going to be want, wanting to go to the likes of Aguero or Kane, really. But I wouldn't necessarily move away. I do think they've got some decent fixtures, as, as we mentioned. I don't think if, if you've got him, I wouldn't necessarily be moving away. What, what's your opinion on that one, Jono? It's that really annoying period in a striker's form, which a lot of people had with Harry Kane for a while. The longer you keep him and he doesn't return, the more you get that like itchy trigger finger yeah. to make the transfer. But as we saw with Kane, those who waited it out got two game weeks where they got massive scores because he went and scored back-to-back hat-tricks. Yeah. So it's if you have faith in him as a player, like with Kane because of his pedigree and the amount of seasons he's been a good goal scorer in the Premier League and I'd say the same with players like Aguero I feel like you should give them more time with someone like Marata myself because he's so new to the league and there's so many good options in midfield scoring well I feel like Marata's just a bit too expensive if he was slightly cheaper I'd say fine because your whole overall squad price or value would be okay but Morata for me right now is just a bit too expensive to not pull the trigger, which I've already done. The fixtures are definitely good. I would probably lean towards going towards Hazard, though, just because he's a bit more of a known entity if I was going to stick with a Chelsea player. Yeah, the thing is, uh, Chelsea, they've had the most shots over the last four, so they are getting all of the chances at the moment. And Morata does play up front. It's going to be between him or Hazard. I I do think goals will come, but I think it was just before the Stoke game I actually said that about Morata. He was scoring every so often, but I could never see him scoring a load of goals, like you know, exploding and, and getting a few or braces or anything and then he scored three against Stoke so he rubbed it in my face but um, since then he's not not actually scored more than one goal and like he's not been returning that often (laughs) yeah you've you've got a good point about pulling the trigger and getting rid of him but it's just those fixtures Chelsea's shooting a lot I don't know I would be tempted to keep I'm kind of glad I haven't got the conundrum and and I don't need to do it I mean my point is you've got Liverpool and Man City with less chances in total but more big chances so I feel like also, not completely, but some of the chances Chelsea are getting aren't the best of quality uh, compared to the likes of, well, Salah is injured, may not be back for the next game in the Premier League. But those kind of players in the Liverpool and Man City side who are a lot cheaper and the teams are regularly getting better chances. While they might not be getting as many, they're getting better quality of chances and then their conversion rate is also higher because of that. Yeah, that's fair. Just a quick one on uh, Chelsea again. Christensen and Hazard didn't play in the Cup, so they should be fresh either for the midweek game, which they're playing Arsenal in the Carabao Cup, or at the weekend. Yeah, I think just one thing for me on the Morata one, it is a hard one. Like If you've got if you need to get Kane or Aguero in, who I think at the moment are both like must-haves, then I think you have to get rid of Morata. If you've managed to get the money to have all three of them, then I think you keep Murata. I think he will score. I think he's in the right place at the right time. He's getting the chances, so I think eventually he will score. But I think you're right, James. He doesn't seem to go big like Aguero can, like Kane can. Yeah, Both of them can get two, three, four in one game, whereas apart from that one Stoke game, Murata hasn't proved that this season. So he could be worth um, getting rid of, getting a cheaper option like a Firmino or someone in. Yeah. Okay, so we've done that and we've pretty much covered the Crystal Palace Burnley game. So let's go to Huddersfield versus West Ham. I haven't said a lot, so I might just lead on this one. For me, I've got a bit of a conundrum around West Ham because obviously I bought a couple of players in for the double game week. So I've got Mazuaku. I bought him in thinking that he would, 
he's kind of playing left wing. Cresswell playing left back, uh, but I think Cresswell's injured, so he's back playing defensively now. Not a huge fan of the West Ham defence. They haven't kept a lot of clean sheets recently. Their fixtures are good, though. They've got, obviously, Huddersfield, then they've got Bournemouth, Palace, Brighton, and then Watford. So they've got some nice fixtures coming up. So for me, it's worth maybe keeping those West Ham players in, because I think they will score. Um, How many have you got? Just uh, Masuaku and Alatovic? Uh, I've got Masuaku. No, I haven't got an Alatovic. Oh, okay. yeah, uh, yeah. So I'll probably keep him in. The interesting one for me, and if you need a differential or you want to free some funds up maybe to get Alonso in, uh, you could get maybe rid of a Morata, put like an Andy Carroll in, and then get Alonso in defence. Oh, that's um, pushing it, mate. Hey, and- look, it depends where you are in the league, doesn't it? If you need to take a couple of gambles, Andy Carroll, if he's fit, is always worth it. He's always going to score goals. Uh, and, and West Ham will build around him because he's such a threat in the air. So he's one to keep an eye on. Uh, yeah. For, yeah, I think that's one. Huddersfield, I've actually bought in a Huddersfield player this week, Schindler. I bought him in, in defence because I was struggling with Norton. So their fixtures aren't too bad. They've got West Ham, Stoke, then they've got a couple of hard ones, and then they've got Bournemouth and then West Brom. So, yeah, nothing really going forward for me. Uh, it's just maybe a cheap option at the, at the back, and that's why I've gone for him. So that's my opinion. Yeah, that. a lot of people have gone Kwana, and I, he limped off with a hamstring injury against Bolton. But I saw what Wagner said after the game. He said Kwana felt his hamstring, but I think we have caught it soon enough for it not to be a problem. So if you do have him, I wouldn't necessarily just sub him out because I don't think uh, it's that serious. I tell you what, I was happy for Tom Ince over the Christmas period. He did actually finally get a goal. Uh, don't don't bring him in your team because he, he can't seem to score. But, um, you know, good for him. <laughs> the Kwana one's an interesting one. Do you think he's worth having? Well, it's, it's if you're enabling, really. Like, yeah. I would just get him in just to leave him on your bench, really. And then just know that he does play minutes. And if you've got a problem, say you've got a city rotation, then you've got that either two points or maybe even a lucky goal or assist, which he can get. But he's never gonna he's never going to score you big points, is he? No, he's only got two assists all season, hasn't he? So you said that about Morata, and then he went and played Stoke and scored that. Yes, so, uh, so, so technically he should be on a hat-trick <laughs> next game. So I'm going to transfer Kwana in. Yeah. He's got three assists all season, hasn't he, Kwana? That's it. So for I mean, me, that's I think a real... Thing he's going to like, eventually. With the midfield being so productive and a lot of people move into two striker formations or one striker formations, then if you are doing that, if you're committing to that, then he's the perfect player. Whereas if you feel like you need strikers that can get returns, then to be honest, he's not the man for you. He's just going to be someone that every now and again pops up with points, but you're going to be quite happy to leave on your bench. Yeah, fair play. Any other comments on the Huddersfield-West Ham game? I'd say kind of disappointed that Carroll got played because I was very hopeful of Onatovic continuing to play up front. And as a midfielder at 7 million, his returns were very good. And then Lanzini coming back. Lanzini's, of course, going to be that creative spark. Then Andy Carroll came back, did really well. My issue with Carroll is the injury proneness. If I bring him in, am I going to have to transfer him out in two weeks? So I don't really like going for players where I've got that injury concern because it forces your hand as far as a transfer where you may want to make other transfers. He's, he's a massive wait and see, really, isn't he? But um, yeah. I, I know you're just saying about Anatovic and when Carroll's playing, but I just looked at the the heat maps for the West Ham-West Brom game where they both actually played. And Anatovic yeah. was actually further forward throughout the whole game than Carroll. So it doesn't look to have affected his position. Promising. Mm. Mm. Yeah. 
And Andy Carroll's only five point eight, isn't it? Cheapest change. Really pushing that. Really pushing that Carroll transfer. This <laughs> you really are, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> so Anatovic, still happy with him if he is fit, ready for the weekend. Anyone else you're thinking of, or staying away from West Ham I, and Huddersfield players at the moment? I wouldn't necessarily be bringing in West Ham, but if you know a lot of people might have them, I wouldn't be transferring them out either. There's no. I was really going to say the fixtures are good enough to keep yeah. if you have brought in Arnautovic or Lanzini. Yeah. But otherwise, I'd probably start looking to transfer them out slowly. Yeah, I mean, like if you've got three, if you've gone mad on this double game week, I would be looking to move out a player there. You, you don't want three West Ham. That's a bit overkill. No. Me. Yeah, and I like West Ham, and even though I'm saying don't have free. <laughs> okay, guys. So moving on to the next one, Newcastle, Swansea, Jano. Do you want to go first, mate? Uh, you would ask me to go first on a game where I have very little interest FPL wise at all. Um, <laughs> so deaf to both, is it? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I I've had Norton for a, a long time. I've yeah. had Carroll for a long time. I've had Abraham for a long time. And as far as all the other Swansea players, I've not seen any Swansea player that I would have wanted to change to. Always when I've been transferring out Swansea players, I wanted to be going to a different club completely. And as far as Newcastle, there's not really any player that stands out to me as a good returner of points compared to other options in the game. And my team now is looking... uh, The build of my team has a lot more money spent in midfield than usual. So I don't really look at the kind of price range for the Newcastle players in midfield. Not saying there's no one there that can score points, just there is nothing there that interests me. As far as their fixtures go, I don't think Eva really has a good fixture list coming up. Uh, they have the likes of Man City, Man United for Newcastle, Liverpool, Arsenal coming up for Swansea. Even when you see Swansea playing a team like Leicester, you think there could be goals there. Are Newcastle going to score against Burnley? So... At the moment, I cannot see any reason to bring in any player from either team unless you're really looking for a differential. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree, mate. They're both kind of stay-away teams. I mean, like Elliot, Darlow, who's playing in goal, never know because one of them gets injured and you can't kind of count on him. I've still got Elliot at the moment. I'm hoping that he's actually going to play this next game because I can't see many goals on the Swansea side. But looking at the Swansea, we've kind of got another like enabler there in Jordan Ayew. He's only 5 mil, he seems to play every single game. Either him or Kwana, look, looking like the two, the two enablers. Like I use 5 mil, Kwana's uh, 4.6. Yeah, he he would be the one I'd be looking at, but maybe from uh, t- game week 28 onwards, because that's when the fixture's a little bit better. But that depends if we're wildcarding, double game week uh, territory and things like that. But other than that, no, no one else. Fair. Um, I've actually got three Newcastle players in, which kind of tells you uh, I'm struggling. <laughs> I've got Elliot. I need to get rid of him or Spironi. I've got Lascelles or Lascelles, sorry, who I like. Cause he's a goal threat. He's only four and a half, so I'm not going to transfer him out. But I wouldn't necessarily be encouraging people to bring him in. And the other one who I panicked to get Aguero in, so I need a really cheap midfielder, was Christian Atsu. Uh, uh, he did start up front one of the games though over the Christmas period, so. Yeah. Still, still has potential there. Um, I wouldn't necessarily write him on. I mean, like, I wouldn't necessarily bring these players in, but um, now that you have, I'll just hold on to him for now. Like we yeah. say, the, the fixtures aren't too special coming up. They've got Swansea and Man City, but it's yeah. on and off for them, really, isn't it? So I, I would I hang know. on for now. I'm probably going to hang on for another game week. Swansea at home, see what happens for that one. But yeah, Newcastle generally are struggling, aren't they? They need investment and... I don't think they're going to be pulling up any trees anytime soon. So 
I probably need to get Atsu and Elliot out over the next couple of game weeks, but I'm happy with Lascelles. He's quite a threat going forward at corners and stuff, so I might keep him in. But yeah, I wouldn't be rushing to transfer any of these two teams in at the moment. I, I did actually forget. Sorry, another massive enabler. Dummett at the back. 4.2 is normally the left-back which starts. Mm. He didn't start the last game because I think he's probably not got enough match fitness and they came quickly after one another. But he is currently in my team because I needed to get Aguero a while back and that enabled me to do it. But he should be starting. So, yep, he could be a good enabler going forward. Only 0.2 selected as well, so... It's a good option if he starts playing regularly, isn't he? Yeah. Good. Okay, moving on to the next one. Yeah. Uh, Watford versus Saints. I'll quickly shoot with this one. As a Saints fan, avoid them at all costs. I know they beat <laughs> Fulham in the FA Cup, but my God, we need a new manager because we're going to go down otherwise. Yeah, uh, so sure avoid can. all Saints people. Watford, I think they're going to come good. I do. I think Silver's a good manager. I haven't had him in all season, but I think he might be beginning to go down in price because I know people are unsure of him but Rickarlson I still would be keen to keep him in every time I watch a match of the day I watch games he has opportunities he has opportunities to score and he always looks dangerous going forward for, so for me he's one of the big ones I'd I'd certainly be looking to have the other one I bought in the other week because I know he had a, he had a couple of good game weeks before he got sent off is uh, Marvin Ziegler so I have got him in he's only 4.4 he had one really good game week but um yeah, he's a good option, cheap, um, if Watford begin to come good. So, yeah, I think mainly with Carlson for me. I don't yeah, know what you guys think. They've not got terrible fixtures at the moment, Watford. No. I, I mean, I did move out with Charleston for Anatovic for the last game. It kind of worked out for me because he only scored two points. Anatovic got five, but... He's a young player, Richardson, isn't he? And he's always got that potential to score, and you always kind of got so much hope for him to score nearly every game. And that's what I had when I had him. And I, like you say, if if you haven't got any other chances to do, I wouldn't be transferring him out. He has got potential to score, and against the Southampton team, where there are no options, like you say, he, he could get a goal this game. Jano, thoughts? I'd, I'd just have to defend him, uh, Richarlison, purely because I think what happened with him is... The season started and no one was really expecting anything big from him. He was cheap at six million, but not like anything that would cripple your budget. And he then came in with some very good returns quite frequently. What happened then, loads of people brought him in. Then it's kind of been disappointing, although in game week 20 and 21, did get five points in each of those. If we actually remember his price and don't expect that massive return... He's he's a good value option at his price at the moment, which is now uh, six point five. Yep. So, if you actually take into account his price, he's still a good option. Just yep. we got used to a small period where he was doing really well, and everyone was like, "He's the next Riyad Mahrez when Mahrez was that cheap, or Vardy when Vardy was that cheap." Those kind of players, or King when King was that cheap. He's not quite matching those for output, but still a very good value option. Yeah, I actually think he might be going down to 6.4 as well because when you click on him, his price now says 6.4, so he might have even gone down. So, But yeah, for me, I would I would certainly be looking to for me to bring him in on his way down in price and actually, as I said, he's, he's a good goal for it. And as you said, look at his stats, he's got five goals and eight assists. So if he doubles that by the end of the season, you'd take that, wouldn't you? Yeah. 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 No, so Rick Olsen's probably the only one pretty much from that is that what we're saying yeah yeah cool very good so let's move on to the next one which is Westbourne versus Brighton Iceman 
God, give me a great fixture. <laughs> God, it's going to be so boring. I did see Chad Lee playing in the last game. He's just had potential, but I don't see any options from either team for me. I mean, like you, you're looking at Gross. They, they got Gross and Murray got benched on Boxing Day, so you're always very wary that um, Hutton can just kind of change his team around and then just stop things, but. Yeah, Gross still picking up the chances. In the last four, he's had 14 creative chances. He's taken 16 corners. So there's always that potential for an assist from him. But I wouldn't be moving moving to any of those players from either team at the moment. This looks like a good nil-nil for me, this game. So yes. maybe may, may potential in the uh, defenders. Defenders, yes. Yeah, Going to be low scoring. I, I, I would play him. Yeah. I, wouldn't be I think you're right. Him. Yeah, I think you're right. I wouldn't probably be bringing either in. Only to, if you need to free up some money and need a cheap... Defender or someone like that for like a Duffy or a Dunk or someone from Brighton. But yeah, I wouldn't really be looking to bring in as an attacking move. Jano, thoughts? Yeah, I'd agree. There's value in Dunk and Duffy. They both do get attempts on goal. Unfortunately, there hasn't been a great return on those attempts, but that could always change randomly in a game week. So you could potentially look at Brighton's defence if you're trying to free up funds somewhere. Brighton's fixtures aren't too bad, but right after West Brom it is Chelsea. But after that, it's not too bad. Southampton, West Ham, Stoke, the next three. So that's the only real move I'd consider, and that would be if you're trying to bring in someone like Aguero. Yeah, ditto. Cool, so that's a nice easy one. Let's move on to Spurs versus Everton. Iceman. A lot of people were reaching towards Everton because now they've got Allardyce, they seem to have shut up shop. I do think Spurs are going to score here, so I'm hoping that Kane, the the Blanco extraordinaire, will score this week. He's still the most transferred in so far, so I think the, the main two who you want up front will be Kane and Aguero at the moment. We've got a question from Eddie Hughes, is just saying, can you ever rely on Kane? Always blanks on cap. I mean, what are your, your opinions on this, guys? I mean, like, can we rely on him, uh, on captain? Are you going to be putting your captain on him this week? Okay, the thing I'd say about Kane and about FPL managers in general is we're always looking for that player that's in form and has the right fixtures to captain. But if you, if we actually stuck our captain's armband on Harry Kane for the entire season... Right now, we probably wouldn't be looking too bad. I know there'd be a lot of game weeks where you'd be disappointed, but he is still Harry Kane, one of the strikers that is going to score the most goals this season. I've had very bad luck of captain him when he's been blanking, then making the decision to move the captain's armband and missing out on at least one of his hat-tricks. I did captain him for the other hat-trick, which was good. But yeah, if you're going to move your captaincy armband around, then you run that risk. And Kane has blanked a lot this season. So it would probably be safer to play it on someone like uh, Salah. If I'd been playing it on Salah all season, I'd be a lot happier. But it's all up to whether you think you can get that captaincy pick right. Or if you're just going to go, you know what, Kane probably will be the top scorer, so I'll stick it on him all season. Yeah, see, FPL editor did that. He came on the pod at game week 11, and he he was flying in his league. He, He did get a lot of blank captaincies, but... Obviously, then he exploded with those the two goals he scored. And then, obviously, recently he scored the two hat-tricks in a row. He's just always got that explosiveness of him. And you, you, you're always scared if you haven't got him. 
that he's going to do that. And yeah, uh, I, with the captaincy, I think I will be putting it on him this week, just in hope and knowing that Spurs are kind of back in form now and knowing that he can score those goals. I know that Everton are playing well in defence, but I think that Spurs are going to break him down this game. Yeah, I think I think back to the question from the, one of the listeners. I think you've got to be Kane you can rely on to a certain extent. Do you know what I mean? He's more reliable than most other people. I know he's been a bit hit and miss this season, but that's because of Spurs and how they're playing more than him. But as Jano said, if you gambled and said, right, let's just captain him all season, then you're going to be doing better than worse, aren't you? So for me, you can rely on him. I, wouldn't, I won't be captain him this week because of my Everton interests. <laughs> but yeah, generally going forward, I think you can rely on Kane to an extent. The only other person that would have rivaled in this season at the moment is Salah. Uh, but he's got a bit of a question mark whether he'll be fit. So I think Kane is always an obvious and a, a good option to go for because of his ex- explosive scoring. As for other players this game week, anyone else you want to shout out? Well, I've, I've got Son. I don't want to remove him now I've got him because he, he just seems to score goals, doesn't he? You just never know when he's going to score. He's a bit of an unpredictable scorer. He can score in any game against any team. So I am going to hold on to him. Uh, looking at the Everton players, though, I mean, they've, they've just signed this new player from Turkey. Tucson, I think his name is, uh, from Besiktas. Tucson, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think it was... 25 million they've gone for. I hear he's really good. He's actually scored 12 goals in 17 this season. Allardyce, I heard his comments on him. He just said he's a Turk, he's Turkey's number one striker and he scored goals in the Champions League and the Turkish League. I don't think you can look any more than we have done. And for the price, it's the best in Europe at the moment. <laughs> and the guy himself, uh, Tucson, or sorry, he actually said the Premier League is a strong league. I know that. So own physical strength will help me. I will use both feet the same and believe I'm a good striker in the box. So there is quite a lot of hope for him, but he is going to be a, a massive wait and see and see what price he comes in for. But maybe he's going to be this cheap striker around the maybe 7 mil, 6.5 mil mark, which we're going to look to because there's a lot of hope in him. Is he actually on the game yet or not? Is he, is he no, listed he, as a price yet? He hasn't actually appeared yet, but yeah. Okay. So Hopefully FPL won't wait until he scores and then add him, like they did yeah. in the ass. Yeah, in the ass, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Funny that, isn't it? Yeah, it? So, anyone else? What about you, uh, Jano? Anyone you're I mean, bringing for this game? Or? I probably wouldn't be bringing in Everton players at the moment, purely because I just don't think their fixture list is strong enough, even with potentially Sam making the side a lot more defensively solid. You do have the likes of Tottenham, Arsenal, Leicester who can score. I do have Kenny, though, and my worry now is Kenny's going to start not playing anymore because he didn't play in game week 22. But I'm going to wait and see on that. But I wouldn't necessarily look at anyone other than maybe Rooney if you want in uh, a cheap third striker. I mean, he's not that cheap, but he's cheaper than a lot of the more expensive options that haven't been performing as well as him if you look at the entirety of the season. He's died, though, recently, hasn't he? His, his stats weren't good, and he was scoring all those goals. And in the last four, he's got nothing, hasn't he? So, but Although he did miss two games, and he played 45 minutes and 61 minutes, but I think, like I kind of predicted, he was going to tail off because his stats weren't kind of matching the points. Well, I said that about Mares, and I was proven very wrong. Hmm. Um, yeah, on Kenny, he, I think, will carry on playing. Coleman's still a bit off, so I think Kenny will be fine for a while, I think, anyway. And then Inside Rooney, yeah. Rooney, I think he's always likely to score goals, but as you said, the fixtures aren't the best, so 
yeah, I probably wouldn't be looking to bring him in at the moment either myself. Good. Let's move on to the next game week, uh, next fixture then. So it's Bournemouth versus Arsenal. Iceman. Well, Arsenal have actually got some good fixtures coming up, but I wouldn't necessarily be piling in on our players. We've always got the tendency to, to let in a goal. So a lot of people are looking at Mustafi. He's low-owned at the moment. Bellerin, he's done right last week. He scored. He is actually third for defenders behind Otamendi and Alonso for attacking stats. 22 chances he's created this season. Like I say, they've got some good fixtures coming up. I was looking at Ozil, and he is in form, but you just never know when he's going to play. And he has actually been playing a little bit deeper when Wilsh has been playing. If I was looking to get any Arsenal player, it would either be Ozil or Mustafi. Interesting. Yeah, I think the Mustafi one's definitely a, a tempter, 5.4. The question for me is Sanchez. Do you think he's his head's at Arsenal enough? <sighs> he had a bit of an upturn, hadn't he? He, did, he scored against Liverpool, got two against Palace, assisted against West Brom. Yeah, what, been, what are your thoughts then? You said the fixtures are good. He's been doing well recently, but he's, he's still got this transfer hanging over his head, and I don't think he warrants enough points for his price. I mean, like, they've been trickling in, like, you know, eights and fives and sevens and things, but not too many explosive ones. And for his price, I would be hoping for a lot more than that. Not for me at the moment, but I could be regretting that, and he could score a hat trick this game week. Jano, thoughts? I definitely agree. It's not someone I'd look to bring in because his price is so high and he's not really getting the returns. It's kind of the situation I had with Kane where once you've got them in, it's kind of like, do you just wait and hope for that explosive return? And Sanchez is definitely capable of that, but with a transfer looming over his head, uh, especially with if you've already got three Man City players, again, you might be forcing your hand with a transfer that you don't want to make. So I generally stay away from anyone that I think might be moving clubs in the January transfer window, uh, just so moves I make are made by my own decision instead of being forced by any kind of transfer that does go through. But, I mean, if Sanchez does go City, and depending on where he plays and how it's all set up, then he could become an option again. Yeah, no, very good. Any other uh, people you're tempted by, Bournemouth versus Arsenal? Well, Ibe has actually been getting up there for the stats over the last four. So she's second to Kane for shots on goal and uh, six shots on target. I wonder if he will emerge a good option. I doubt it, but um, yeah, kind of keeping an eye on him. I'm not going to bring him in for this game or actually looking into bring him in soon. But who knows? He he might start getting in the points. But other than that, not really anyone else. Yeah, there's no one really at Bournemouth that stands out. Um, no. I just don't trust Arsenal enough to be bringing in any of their assets. It does hurt when they have a good game week because you watch it and you go, well, I'd expect these players to score. But then the next game week, you don't really get the returns from either their defence or attack. With Liverpool and Man City options to play in the way they are, then I don't really see the need to bring in, bring in expensive Arsenal options. And there's not really a budget one that I'd throw my hat on just yet. But if Wilshere keeps playing, then he could be an option. Yep, fair point. Very good. Let's go on to Liverpool versus City. So I'll kick off with this one. God, there's a lot of players in this that you'd probably want. Could be a lot of goals. For me, Aguero is a must-have now that Jesus is injured. I think he'll be rotated a lot less. There's a lot less risk attached to him. Sterling, I think, as well as a must-have. But yeah, I mean, at one point I had Sterling, Sané and Silva. But it didn't work out for me because Sané kept getting rested. Silva had leave of absence. So 
I've managed to work them two out of the team now. So I've I've got Sterling and Aguero, and then Firmino and Salah. So I'm pretty happy with those four. I will be, as much as I hate to say it, tempted to bring in Van Dijk because I think they might be a bit tied to at the back. Yeah. And his attacking his attacking threat at corners, as unfortunately was shown against Everton, he could be very dangerous at that. So for me, the that that could be one that I look at going forward. Um, yeah. Jano thoughts. Or Iceman, sorry, you seen King? No, no, go on, Tony. What I would say about Liverpool, and I've been proven wrong quite a few times in stream, is because the errors they make are so glaring, we often over-exaggerate how bad they are defensively. So with Van Dijk coming in, I have hopes for that Liverpool defence being quite solid. I mean, if we actually look at the amount of shots they've conceded recently, in the last six they've conceded 50 shots, the only teams to do better than that are Man City and Chelsea with 42 and 41. And as far as shots on target, uh, again, they're the third best in the league. Uh, they've conceded 16 shots on target to 12 and 12 from Man City and Chelsea. So with Van Dijk being brought in and if they bring in the keeper with the money they could reportedly get in, or it might be confirmed now, but I've been at work, with the money they get in for Coutinho, if they get in a really yeah. good goalkeeper as well, then the Liverpool defence could be a very, very good shout. Um, as far as Man City, like if you don't at least have two Man City players, uh, I, I don't think you've been paying attention. So I think you need uh, Sterling. Aguero, if you don't have him, because at a period it was either like have Kane or Aguero and then get cheaper elsewhere, I'd be looking to get Aguero in now. With uh, A lot of people have worried about rotation, but I don't think he's going to be rotated until... Champs League football comes into consideration again. So he's definitely a safe option for this month at least. The, and he could have explosive returns. Uh, the, sorry, the worry with that is they've got seven games in the next 25 days, and that's including cup games. So there's a lot of games to be played, and maybe he'll be rested in the cup games and hopefully playing in the league games. But I, I do agree with you. I think he's he's a must-have. He scored twice in the cup this week, I think. Uh, was it the weekend? Yeah, it does, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean... That is the benefit of having having him. You know he can explode at any point with goals. And it's the same with Kane. I mean, like it's just that I think Aguero is actually probably a little bit more consistent. I saw something on uh, FF Scout. So a guy called Wet Dream <laughs> uh, just put, uh, did a little bit of research on Aguero and his form this season. His output is actually his best since 2014-2015 season where arguably he was at his peak. And during that 2014-15 season, he averaged 7.68 points per 90 minutes of football, which equated to a point every 11 minutes. So this season, he's actually averaging 7.55 points per 90. So that equates to a point every 11.9 minutes. So, yeah, it looks like he is back in form. There was a comment which I saw from Pep. He just he said, I have to say it's an honour to have Sergio under my command. He is the kind of player who always wants to play. So it's understandable sometimes he's sad when he doesn't play, but I want him to be happy. So, yeah, it looks like he, he is going to be playing. But it's just a, a lot of games within that 25 days. So it's a worry maybe for um potential hamstring injury for him because he loves to get injured. <laughs> yeah. But the thing with someone like Aguero, though, is if he does get injured, it's not like you don't have options. In fact, you probably have lots of options in midfield and then no option up front to really replace him. Yeah. I mean, I'm quite happy with Kane and Firmino, but if I was to bring in Aguero, 
I doubt I could justify having Firmino up front still. I'd say if you are going to bring him in, there's definitely options you could move to, and it wouldn't be difficult to replace him. But, yeah, there is always the risk, but I think Pep's going to value the Premier League over any cup fixture, and the only thing that would really affect it is Champs League. Yeah, no. Yeah. I think that kind of answers a couple of questions we had. Uh, one from Mark uh, at mbison22 is just saying, uh, with City down to just the one striker, should we bring in Aguero at all costs? We kind of agree that you should be bringing him yes. in. Yes, Interesting one here, guys. I'm just having a look at uh, transferred out, and 90,000 people have transferred up for Mino. Can you understand that or not? Um, I suppose to move up to Aguero. That, that's probably, Maybe. probably a high... It might also be a reaction to Coutinho as well. Yeah. Do yeah. you think they'll create as many chances without Coutinho? Because fair play to him, he's been playing well, knowing he wants to move. He's still been yeah. putting shifts in, so yeah. it's always worrying when that influential a player goes, yeah. what the team makeup will be afterwards. I think it depends if Salah's fit, isn't it? And if Salah's not fit and Coutinho's not there, then you're a bit like, hmm, they, they don't look as near as strong. Like in the In the FA Cup... Chamberlain, I thought was very poor. Uh, they didn't look anywhere near as threatening as the Everton League game, where Everton just got absolutely hammered. Um, so, I think you're right. I think that could be a concern if Salah is actually injured for a couple more weeks and Coutinho's gone. I think the chances will dry up a bit. It does give Lallana and Oxley the chance now that Coutinho has gone, doesn't it? So maybe they might become options. Just not quite yet. You got to let them bed in and you know, start playing with that Liverpool team. See how they fit in. Chamberlain's not very good. <laughs> That's true. That's true. We did have a question from uh, Hayden Davis. Just put, um, is it worth keeping on Mane now that Coutinho's gone? What, what are your thoughts on that, Jono? Definitely. I mean, he's always an option. But I mean, do you need him and Salah if Salah does come back fit? I personally put my hat on Salah at the beginning of the season because I just, I'd rarely do it when a player's new to the league. But I just thought he had the stats elsewhere. He has had Premier League experience before as well. I just went with it as a gut feeling and it worked out. I don't really think I want too many Liverpool players with the changes that are going to be happening there. Of course, it could go the complete the other way and they just carry on. And I'm going to regret potentially moving, say, Firmino out to go to Aguero which is a Man City team that seem pretty solid at the moment. And even with transfers in, you don't really see them getting any weaker. Yeah, yeah. I agree. The thing is with, with Mane, it, like I had him at the start of the season instead of Salah. And it, he was nicely giving me some points. I do think that he has a lot of potential. He's a, probably a massive differential at the moment as well. What's his ownership like? Ownership 6.9%. Uh, 6.9%. Yeah, so it is a massive differential to go for, really. And I do think he's got a fair amount of points in him. He always seems to score nearly every season he plays. If if you're doubling up, then maybe... I mean, like, I'm assuming that everyone's going to have Salah at the moment. Although, some people have moved him out. He was restive... He didn't play in the cup tie. Uh, 9% of managers actually have got rid of Salah before this game week. So, to me, he, he's a set and forget. I hope he's going to be back for this game. Even if he's not, I'm still leaving him in my team and then hoping they'll be back for the next game. But yeah, good point on uh, Virgil van Dijk, Parker. I think that he... I'm, Definitely keeping on him. 
but he could be yeah. one. Oh yes, I've just remembered why people are getting rid of Firmino because he's got an inve- FA investigation following him racially abusing oh, yeah. the whole gate after he pushed him into the crowd. <laughs> Although that was yeah. really funny seeing Firmino just thunder into the crowd. But no, I, I think I also enjoyed it. <laughs> this this game is quite a hard one to call really because they are defensively better at home and like with Van Dyke playing as well. I don't think this is going to be a massive scoring game. I think it's always a stretch to say that with Man City. You never know. Yeah, no, that's true. I'll take it back. Okay, cool. Let's <laughs> go into the last game. Man United versus Stoke. Jano, do you want to kick us off? I mean, right now with Man United, it's always a worry that I'm going to pick the right Man United player. With Pogba, I do think Pogba's a great player and they play better when Pogba's there. But is he always going to be involved in the actual goals? Is he going to get the assist or the goal? Uh, while he has been ticking over nicely uh, when he has been playing, he's also got that worry of injuries or getting a, a card, which seems to... Uh, I personally think it was a bit harsh that he got that red card for that challenge on Bellerin when other players have then not got the same kind of treatment for uh, tackles or challenges that I think are just as dangerous. Uh, of course, every Man United fan then says it's because that FA are biased against Man United, <laughs> but I don't believe that is the case. Uh, Lingard right now has been doing very very well for his price tag um if you haven't got him in and you're looking for uh, a richarlison replacement if you're not happy with his returns he's similar price and is returning a lot uh, seems to be playing regularly as well uh, although he has had some half games and so on i think he scored 13 points though when he didn't start uh when he got brought on in a game against against burnley where he came on and uh, got the game back for man united other than that, if you've got De Gea, of course you'd keep him. He's now got to almost six million mark, so I'm not looking to bring him in because I just cannot spend that much money on a goalkeeper. I just don't feel comfortable doing it. And then as far as defence, you know a Man United defence are always going to be pretty solid. Um, you've got Shaw, who potentially could play his way into the team. Uh, hasn't looked awful. Uh, I always worry he could get injured again, though, quite easily. He's played the and last as far three, as Stoke, Yeah, as far as I'm aware, he's played the last three. He's been impressive in... I don't know if all three of the fixtures he was impressive in, but I've heard from Man United fans that he's looked good. And then Stoke, I wouldn't go anywhere near Stoke right now. I, I agree with all that. I think there's just Jones, which kind of got mentioned, really. He's, as as mentioned in the podcast before Christmas, I did say that he would play, play all the games. It looks like he has. It just functioned really well with him in their defence. He racks up the bonus points. He's now hitting uh, 5.7. I do really want him in my team. Can't quite wear him in at the moment. He will be in my team soon, I think. And I think he's probably their best af- asset to have in Man United. Just on Lingard, he has... In his last nine game weeks before the last one, he's got seven goals, two assists, averaging 7.7 points per match. Is you, I mean, like you do worry about his game time, but it looks like Jose's trusting him and he seems to be doing well with Pogba, Pogba back in the team. I know he scored a great goal in the uh, against Derby in the cup and he is also the most transferred in midfield. And you can kind of see why I am looking at him as kind of an option. And he's also joint third for shots on target in the last four for the midfielders so he looks like the one kind of to have there are some questions on him we've got i'm never going to be able to read this name but i'll give it a go uh oh it's actually chikorito gurug uh lingard or pogba for coutinho who would you go out of the two uh lloyd i'll go to you first uh on form lingard but i do like pogba Mm. 
So you go Lingard at the moment. What about you, Jeremy? Lingard and I'd free up funds for other players. What about you, exactly Jeremy? the same. Exactly the same. Because there are options in Pogba's price range, maybe a little bit more expensive because they've risen in price, that will probably get as good, if not better, returns than yeah. Pogba. Whereas in Lingard's price range right now, and the amount of funds you save up, if you're looking to make big moves elsewhere, I think you have to go with Lingard at the moment. Yeah. Also, Stoke are pretty awful. Mark Hughes has just been sacked, so it's more incentive to bring in a United player this week, particularly. I mean, Justin Dyer has actually put, how realistic of a mid-option is uh, Messi, he's calling him, Lingard. Uh, does he offer better value for money over the likes of Pogba, Mares, Richarlson, etc.? Or is he overperforming at the moment, Alan? Are we just waiting for the trap door to be sprung open on us? That's why kind of I didn't go for him. I mean, Bully's had him for a, a little while now uh, so he's benefiting from all those points that he's got I just think that maybe he is going to hit a bit of a rut at some point or not get played or something I mean it's, it's, it is hard to predict he is in form he seems to be the guy to have he's playing a bad team all fingers are pointing towards bringing him in but there is there is just something which is holding me back thinking uh, maybe we've missed out on his big hauls what's your mm. what's your thoughts on that yeah, I mean, I agree. I'm probably not going to bring him in, but if I needed a change in midfielder, like had a Coutinho and I needed to get him out, he's an obvious choice to bring in, but I'm not working my team to get him in, uh, if that makes sense. So I think you're right. I think the trap door could be about to open and his points yeah. drop. What about you, Jono? Or are you reckoning all in? I may very well be bringing him in purely because it does allow me to make other moves that I want to make. I think if that is where you're at and you need to be improving a certain part of your side, then Lingard's a great enabler for it. I know the trapdoor may come out, but it might not. Yeah. There's certain players <laughs> where everyone's expected the trapdoor to come out before and it yeah. never happened. And I might as well go with the player that's in form that can save me money than a player that's not in form and I have no idea if they're going to have a good return if they play. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Very good. So I think that's all the fixtures. Uh, now it's time for the Iceman's piss. <laughs> Thanks, mate. All right. I will be right back. Welcome back, Iceman and his friends. Thank you. So, let me do a quick review, one-minute review from Charlie Parker. So, uh, Chelsea, Leicester, Alonso, maybe Mahrez, keep an eye on him. Crystal Palace, Burnley, stay clear, maybe look at Ward. Huddersfield, West Ham, don't bring them any other in, but don't rush to take out West Ham players if you brought them in for the double game week. Uh, Newcastle, Swansea, deaf, don't bother. <laughs> Watford, Saints, Carlson, keep the faith. West Brom, Brighton, deaf, although maybe a dunk or duffy. Is an option as a cheap option. Spurs, Everton, Kane, definitely. Captain, probably. Tosin, let's have a look. <laughs> Bournemouth versus Arsenal, Mustafi's always a good option. Liverpool City, keep on Van Dyke. Kuhn is a must. United versus Stoke, Lingard, the man to have. Pogba and Jones, let's have a look. Stoke, avoid. Right, so that was uh, nice and quick. That's a nice I, sum up, Parker. I like that. Well done, yeah. Thank you. Pete will be impressed. Uh, yeah, maybe I can replace him. What? <laughs> um, so, let's go on to our transfers and captain's choice. So, I'll do mine quickly with the transfer. 
I've already made mine. Norton, because he's suspended out, and Schindler has come in as a nice cheap option. Iceman? I am actually looking at holding this week. Uh, not the player holding. I'm looking at holding my transfer. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I've got some tempters all around. I can, I can afford Alonso. I can afford Jones, but I just don't think it's going to be worth it. I think next week, if I've got two transfers, free transfers, it's really going to benefit me. So I think I am holding. Strong. Always worth that. Good. Uh, Jano, your thoughts for this week? Well, I've got four injury worries, so that's never great. Uh, with likes of Elliot Salah, Arnautovic and Abraham. But I really want Aguero in. So Lingard for one of my more expensive midfielders, like maybe Son, uh, could be an enabler to then be looking at getting Aguero in. Nice. Very good. Uh, Captains? Uh, Iceman? I'm on Kane at the moment. I I think he is going to score against Everton. And I don't really have that many good options this this game week. So I'm not looking... I mean, like, Anasovic versus Huddersfield. You don't know if he's going to play. Yeah, not not really many options. I'm not going to It's a poor game week, isn't it? I suppose I could captain Aguero, but no, I'm not really... Yeah, it's got to be Kane for me. Kane? Jano? I have to agree. The, if I had a Man United option that I had some faith in, it might have been a Man United player. And the same goes for Chelsea, because uh, Leicester usually concede. But to be honest, Kane's the one against Everton. Nice. Um, because of my Everton link, I can't do Kane. So <laughs> just I'm just tell gonna, everyone your Everton link because they they have I'm no the idea. Everton nutritionist, so I I can't be hoping that Kane does well against <laughs> us. So. I'm going to go with Aguero. I'm going to hope it's a goal fest and I hope Aguero bags a hat-trick. Oh, so wow. Wow. that's what I'm going for. I, he's not a great option, but there's no one else really there. Yeah, I think he's the only op- really option for me. So, yeah, Aguero is the man for me this week. Right, let's pass it over to the Iceman for some Twitter questions. Yeah, we do have loads of Twitter questions and we have run over a, quite a bit, normally because we've got Jono, he's got a lot to say. All gold, all gold, Jono, <laughs> good stuff. So we're going to have to cut off some of these questions, so apologies in advance. I'm going to run to Josh Kelm. He's saying, general thoughts on when to wildcard. So this is a big one, nearly every start of the year is that you get this wildcard up until the end of the season they used to do it just for January but just to let everyone know it is till the end of the season if you didn't know that Jano what are your thoughts on wildcard options whether to do it now or wait for the double game weeks do you reckon it depends on your team I 100% think it depends on where your team stands at the moment I have successfully played the wildcard the last two years and basically seen my rank improve drastically both times First time I played it in January because my team wasn't doing as well as I hoped and everyone looked at me like, why have you played it so early? Because I played it before all the transfers had gone through as well, but it worked out for me. And then the second time, because my team was in a good place, I waited until the double game weeks. So I'd say literally look at your team. Do you think you'll do better by playing wildcard now? If you think your team's in a decent place, then I'd save it for either after the transfer window or for the double game weeks. Yeah, fully agree with that. Totally, yeah, great answer, Lloyd. Yeah, I think for me, it's there's only three weeks until the transfer, three games, game weeks until the transfer window is closed. So if you can, I would hold on, but if you're in desperate straits, then then play it now. But I think the longer you can hold on to it, the better. 
Yeah, because, I mean, like, Tino's gone. What's that going to change? Is that going to change the likes of Mares moving away? And then does that yeah. uh, bump someone else? For example, Arsenal maybe even buying someone. Sorry, I was just lying. Uh, yeah, it might change something else, though. Like, And then that could restructure your whole team. Little changes like that do change the FPL thinking and what you actually want to do with your team. So, yeah, I would, would yeah. try. If you need to... If you've got a bad team at the moment, I would try and just make a couple of changes here and there up until the end of the window, like like Parker says there. I agree with that. Cool. Next question. Cool. Uh, so we've answered that one. So we've got, um, sorry, Richard, I'm never going to be able to say your last name, but Richard Naivisk uh, is saying, if on a wild card, which team formation would you go for? I'm considering three possibilities and the rest of the team will look accordingly. One, Kane on top in a four-five-one-five-four-one. Two, Aguero on top in a four-five-one-five-four-one formation, or three, both of them in a four-four-two or five-three-two or three-five-two. See, I'm, I'm going to answer my opinion on that one first. So I would definitely go for both of them. I think that they they've got a lot of points in them coming up. They've both got fairly good fixtures. I think that both of them are going to give you a load of points. Your opinion on that, Parker? Yep, uh, got both. So play both of them. And if you need a, a very, very cheap four, third striker, just play two up top. But for me, Aguero and Kane must-haves. Yeah. Jane? Yeah, I'd agree. The only reason you wouldn't go for it is if you feel like it's going to be too popular a move and you're really looking for differentials in that area. But what other options are there, really, at the moment? So I'd say both Kane and Aguero. Yep, cool. Uh, right, so we've got one, uh, another one here from Justin Dyes just saying, with entering the second half of the season, what are the best options going forward for those who haven't used any of their chips? Is there a strategy that you guys would recommend? Jano, strategy for chips at the moment? I've always looked at the free hit and thought that is getting played for the game week where, yeah, blank game week. Yeah, That is what I'm using it for because every season I've always planned my team like my transfers up until that blank game week to have as many players as possible. Uh, now, I don't even have to worry about it. I just pick the best team, and when that does come, free hit. Yeah. So that's when I'd use the free hit. It really um, does help the casuals, doesn't it, the free hit? Yeah, it does help the casuals, unfortunately. But mm. with the wild card, we've already discussed that. As far as triple captain, I would wait for a double game week. That's just generally the thing that most people will do. Of course, I've already used mine and it didn't work on Harry Kane. But that's the second season in a row I've used it early and it's been wasted. And then bench boost, again, usually used during a double game week, usually after you've played the wild card. So I generally stick to that unless I really think something needs to be changed in the game week or if I really think my team's in dire straits and I need to play the wild card. Yep, totally agree with that. And Parker? Um, yeah, I think triple captain double on a double game week. A free hit, again, could be a double game week as an option. And the bench boost, for me, is actually just any time you think pretty much I'm guaranteed to have all, all my players starting. At the moment, I haven't had a situation all season where I have. I've had other injuries or suspensions or question marks. So, actually, for me, is there a time where actually you think all of my players are definitely going to start? And if so, it's worth taking that punt on that, that game week for me. So. Yeah, no, I agree with that as well. But the, I mean, 
pre-season I saw it like this with wild first wild card you want to hold on as long as possible then use it if you really need to second wild card is just before the week before the double game week so you can use either a bench boost or a triple captain for that double game week and in another deck double game week you use the the other option you didn't use on the previous one and your free hit it, um, is for the blank double game week that's the way i have kind of seen it from the start so i'm hoping that that's going to come out but like jno says if you do desperately need to use it then you know you can't see why not a lot of people have benefited from the free hit even the last week which has just gone and you can see why because uh, their team would score a lot less before so you know, it's not saying you shouldn't use it the other, in any other game week. Okay, hope we answered that. Also, we had a, a, a kind of answered the same question from FPL Dragon. Uh, he's just kind of a- asking the same thing. We had another one here from Darren Hanmar. He's saying, feels like ages since the last pod. Anyway, I'm looking for a differential Coutinho replacement, considering the Barca move is confirmed today. So, also, after trebling up on West Ham for the double gaming, is it worth keeping the trio considering good fixtures? So, let's answer the first one on that. Differential for C- Coutinho, then. So, he's about 9 mil, isn't he, Coutinho? Uh, yeah, uh, 9.3. So, I mean, someone like a Son is a good option there. Depends on what you count as a differential. He's only got twelve percent ownership. Um, I think I think the best move for Coutinho at the moment is probably down to Lingard. Yeah, he's not really a differential though, is he? I guess yeah. that's the thing. I mean, if he Marne's wants, a differential. Marne's a differential. Yep. Same yeah, probably a good shout. Good shout. Yeah. Even someone like Sane, uh, he's out. He's out the team for a while. His his ownership's gone right down. That's actually uh, a really good shout. Yeah. He's only eight point five. City have got some half-decent fixtures coming up. Newcastle at home, West Brom at home, Burnley away, Leicester at home. So someone like a Sane could be a good option. Or, yeah, a Lingard if you want to free up a bit of funds with someone else. For yeah. me as well, Rick Olsen. I, I really think Rick Olsen will come good, so he's another one. Yeah, fair. Jano, anything more to say on that? Uh, you've got David Silva at 10% ownership. So you could look at him if you've got spaces for Man City players still. Of course, again, that could change over the transfer window, but Silva's been uh, pretty influential influential in that side. Other than that, there's no one else that really stands out that we haven't mentioned yeah. that I'd consider a differential. Yeah, all fair points. Okay, uh, going another one here from uh, Fantasy Football Tips. He's saying, with the abundance of affordable mids in form, e.g. Salas, Sterling, Mahrez, Lingard, Anatovic, Son, Brighton, Ali, Lanzini, Townsend, Mata, William. Jesus, he lists a lot there. Uh, which five would you opt for? If you could choose any five, um, what would your preferred five be? Let's let's do this with a, a no-price bard because there are some people that are just going with Kane up top and they can afford nearly any player. Who would you go for if you could go for any five? Off, off the cuff, JNO. Go. Salah and Sterling have to be the first two, in my eyes. Yeah. Um, then it probably is who you prefer, but I, I would. You'd probably need someone cheap. But if we're absolutely going no budget, uh, like limitations, I'd say De Bruyne. I think he's an important player to the team. Always going to play. Has definitely been returning the points. Then I'll probably look at fixtures. I think Ricarlison still could come good second half of the season. Fifth midfielder, probably Lingard, just because then you've got the Man, City, uh, Man United coverage, sorry, and the hope that he'd continue on this fine vein of form. Yeah, yeah, cool. Parker, anything different from that? Um, yeah, I've got Ali. I think Ali will always continue to pop up with goals and assists. 
uh, yeah, Salah, Sterling, KDB, and maybe some of the differential, like a bit of a Pogba or something, just yeah. as a out on a whim. Yeah, see, I'm ho- I am. I was hopeful for Ali. I didn't bring him in. I brought in Son instead, but he does look like he's turning a corner at the moment, and looks like he might be starting to to score some goals and get involved in a lot more of uh, Spurs attacking play. I do think he is a hopeful one. Uh, I, I'm not going to say anything different from from you two, so I'm more or less listing the same players, which I'm not going to waste the time on. Uh, we've also so we'll just do the last question now. So from Mark M. Bison has said, "What audio effects do you use in the studio to make the Iceman sound so cool?" <laughs> is he drunk? I just thought I'd uh, I'd list that question because um, of course he did. Yeah. Oh, it was vital to the pod. That it was, yeah, it's right. important. Have you got an answer for that one, Jane? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what your setup is. <laughs> uh, no. I just assumed you sounded like that anyway. I thought it was just all yes. natural. I'm <laughs> he disappointed is the most to hear. Boring man in the world. I'm <laughs> disappointed to hear that you've used effects. Shocking. No, no effects. It's all my monotone voice, which is very, <laughs> very boring. But people tend to listen anyway, so I don't know why. Anyway, <laughs> that's it for Twitter, Parker. The Twitter questions, very yeah. good. Uh, let's move on to if we've got any feedback from in the box this week. Yes, so we did actually have the same person, Mark M. Bison, gave us some good feedback last week. He just said, uh, keep up the great work, chaps. I was telling Mark on FF Scout the other night that you are neck and neck with the Scout cast for the best FPL pod around. And uh, he also, because me and, me and Bully put a picture up of us at Christmas, he said, do people often tell you that you don't look how you sound? Bit of a strange feeling. Do, do you recognise I look how I sound, j and You don't know. You've never met me. I, You've just seen pictures. I didn't see it? the picture. I've not seen the picture. So Have you never, seen, on... have you never seen my face? Oh, of course I can see your face. Give me one second. Carry on. I think you've got a face for radio games. I I use that in the speech. You can't steal my jokes from Billy's wedding speech. I I just did. I'm lucky. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. You don't look how you sound. (laughs) Really? Okay. Is that Um, a good thing or bad? (laughs) Yeah, is that (laughs) what does that mean? I'm not that bothered. No comment. I don't don't mind the way you sound, I don't mind the way you look. Thanks. Yeah, that's it in the feedback feedback box this week, Parker. Thank you very much. Right, so that pretty much brings the end to the uh, the podcast this week. Let me just let you know how you can contact us. So, uh, www.fancyfootballsurgery.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, typing Fancy Football Surgery. You can subscribe to our podcast or iTunes under Fancy Football Surgery. Please rate the podcast or just give us a retweet when you're listening uh, so we can know who the listeners are. Also post your questions on Twitter at FF underscore surgery. There's also Reddit. Uh, you can listen on SoundCloud, so at soundcloud.com forward slash fancy football surgery. You can also download it on iTunes. Alternatively, you can email us on ffsurgerypodcast at yahoo.com. Also, if you haven't yet, what have you been doing? But please join the Fancy Football Surgery Podcast League. The number is 1173 slash 455. So that brings the end of the 83rd episode. I just want to say thank you very much for JNO for joining us. It's been a pleasure, mate. Thanks, JNO. Yep. Thank you for having me on again. Not a problem. And Iceman, it's been a pleasure as always. Yeah, thanks for coming on and hosting, Parker. Thank you very much. You've done a great job. Not at all. Thanks very much for having me on, guys. It's been a pleasure hosting, and good luck with your game weeks. Goodbye. We'll
For a minute, I heard you're not at all. As in, that was your response to him saying you'd done well as host. <laughs> not at all. No, yeah, not at all. Yeah, yeah. Good. good pod. Good pod. Well done, boys. Yeah, up the pod. Up the, up the pod. What I'd say is if... Always trying to find... Oh, sorry, Jano. That... Jano, stop, stop. We all, all we heard is what I'd say is, and then we didn't hear anything. So just, just want to start that again. And yeah, James, no can you stop drinking so loudly, please? <laughs> sorry. What I can hear is... Yeah. You swallowing your fucking water or whatever mate, I'm, it is. I'm always drinking water, mate. I'm pouring it now. I can fucking hear that. <laughs> All right, yeah, go again. All right, we're good? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fucking wrong as well. And is that right? FF surgery podcast at yahoo.com? Yeah, that's right. Sorry. Cut that bit off. I would just leave it all in. Oh, no. It looked like I'll, I'll a continuation of the iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a problem. Okay. Come on, you can get through this. I'm going to eat my pop crisps. Wait, <laughs> Bully's now thinking, phew, my job's safe. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fucking hell. Right. Two Aguero on. Sorry, I had to burp. all right so we'll just do a little bonus edition here just going to give jno and parker a quick quiz because i know they both really enjoy the quizzes that i do Um, (laughs) uh, you picked the exact right people to do this with (laughs) yeah parker being the loser of my first quiz uh during uh, our first year was it our first year parker yeah it was wasn't it yeah i definitely cut them all in because of it yeah and you did actually do that next season so yeah respect for that and I think Jono lost the end of year one I did last year. There were no punishments for you, unfortunately, Jono, but you just... Got, oh, man, I could got... have recorded it and put it on my channel. Yeah. <laughs> God. Right, Didn't anyway. tell me. So, uh, the, I'm going from the chips used so far on overall teams. So, just a quick quiz. So, I'm going to go to Jono first. What percentage have used their triple captain so far? And bearing in mind, we're at game week 23 is coming up. Um, I'd go with 40%. And Parker, higher or lower? Definitely lower. And Parker is correct. It is 36.2, so a point to oh, Parker. Wow. So you said definitely like lower, like I was... Well, it, it was on. definitely lower, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely <laughs> like, was. I, was I, I was only 3.5 off. I was thinking about 10%, to be fair. Oh, <laughs> Nice. Uh, too many casuals, too many casuals. <laughs> right, so uh, next one is the free hit. Uh, how, what percentage have used the free hit so far this season? And Parker, you're off first. I'm going to go for 60%. Oh, and Jano? I, I would love to have the confidence to go definitely lower, just to rub it in a little bit, but I'm just going to say lower. And the percentage is 27.7. Oh, damn it. I should have said definitely. <laughs> okay, uh, going back to JNO. So, bench boost. I'd say f- 28%. And Parker. Oh, God. Lower. 
and it's 18.5. So, yeah. Damn it. We're on 2 1 Parker, right? So, this is for Parker to win. I think you've got a bonus question if this is a draw. Yeah, yeah. The bonus question is, uh, yeah, queued up. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Quizmaster uh, Iceman. <laughs> at this stage of the season, what percentage have used their second wild card? Parker, you are first. Oh, my God. Uh, I think I've read this one, by the way, somewhere. 15%. And Jamie? Lower. Yeah, it's lower. 4%. So that answer... Oh, uh, why didn't you ask me that? <laughs> I would have said 4%. Oh, and that would have said... Uh, so now I've got a bonus question lined up. All right, so no cheating on this one. Yeah. Uh, who is top of the form points at the moment in all of FPL and I'm going to go to JNO first which player without looking no cheating. Um, I'd have to go Sterling and Parker what is your guess Lingard and it's actually Sterling. So JNO uh, wins the quiz. So yet again, Lloyd loses. You, do you know how close quiz. I was to going Lingard? <laughs> Were you really? Oh. I was so close to saying Lingard. All right. So uh, see what you win now, JNO, is is absolutely nothing. So well done. Uh, all I want is a chance <laughs> to redeem myself on the next quiz. Uh, redeemed. The end of the year. Redeemed. Redeemed it already, but now no, no. the, the oh, end, I want to end come of year quiz. Yeah. The end of year quiz, you will. Uh, Just one point, I'll be happy. I really do hate your quizzes. <laughs> I think they're all right now. <laughs> yeah. We all never have like them, never will. We all have fun. Right, it's the reason I quit the pod. <laughs> Quitter. Right, that's the end of this little uh, bonus edition. Hope you enjoyed it. Hello listeners, it's Billy here. I hope you've just enjoyed the pod with JNO and our standing host, Charlie Parker. Um, just to let you all know that I'm away on honeymoon this week and the Iceman is on holiday, taking a well-deserved break next week. So there's going to be no podcast next week. We apologise, but we thank you all for your continued support and we really look forward to being back with you in the second half of this FPL season.